morning and welcome to another segment of Let's Talk. Um, today is November 5th as we um, are still in uh, waiting for the results of the election. I know many tensions are high around the country. Um, a lot of us are tired. A lot of us are anticipating a hopeful. Um, so we may be everywhere, but I just wanted to shed light in a different sense. We're not going to talk politically. We're going to really continue our narrative of just talking in hopes of bringing about um, racial harmony and ethnic conciliation, which is much needed in this country. And so today, um, today's segment, if I may uh, tag this uh, segment, I would tag it uh, Beauty uh, Amid the Ashes. And, and, I, and I tag it that way, just thinking in light of the recent um, shooting death, um, police shooting death of Walter Wallace in Philadelphia, Pennsylvania, and just the outcry uh, from that that's continuing. Um, and as many of you have, will come to know or already know, that on yesterday, they... Um, the city and the DA's office, Philadelphia, released um, the body camera footage of the two officers uh, who shot and killed Walter Wallace uh, in the altercation back on, I believe it was uh, October 22nd, uh, October 26th, excuse me. And so when you think in light, I'm, I'm sure many of you will come to see the video. Um, I, I would first caution um, that it's a very hard to watch video. Um, I could only watch it one time. I don't plan on watching it anymore, but I understand that people choose to watch it and trying to build context around what happened and, and just trying to learn and get a good view of what happened. But as we know, um, the commissioner of Philadelphia and the DA's promised uh, transparency and um, you know, um, investigation on this is ongoing. Um, the family also, uh, with the lawyer, uh, the family's lawyer also, uh, Walter Wallace family, agreed um, and, and called for that that video be released up until a certain point. So, I, from what I understand, um, the video is much longer than what we even know. Um, so, the video is from the one that I see going on around. Um, online in many spaces is about uh, it's about right at a little over 10 minutes long because it uh, it gives you a um, video of live footage of both officers um, body cams and also this dispatch um, recordings leading up into the moment of the uh, gruesome shooting death of, of Walter Wallace and so I've had many conversations around this, as we all are. Um, you know, it's, 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 in a sense, a bit ironic that this will happen in the middle, right in the middle of a heavy election. And uh, in a city that was really kind of uh, in the spotlight, even of the election, um, or in a state that was in the spotlight of the election, uh, the state of Pennsylvania, um, you know, a lot, I think, was is predicated um, or has been predicated on what Pennsylvania does as a state. And so I think 
you know, we don't find ourselves again in this space uh, by chance. But uh, but I want you, I want to remind people that, um, you know, brothers and sisters in in Philly, uh, West Philly area particularly, are hurting during this season, uh, during this time. Um, Walter Wallace family, I can't imagine the the pain there that they're feeling um, as they're grieving. Uh, I believe this funeral will be held Saturday, uh, this coming Saturday. And so um, I would just ask, as a word of caution, if I may, I would just ask as we view this video and as we discuss it on different platforms and different spaces, that we not, um, that we that we be mindful that um, that the family, the Wallace family, Walter Wallace's family is grieving, um, that um, there's a mother uh, without her son, there's sisters without her brothers, there's a wife without her husband, there's a child without her father right now. So there's real grieving going on. And so I, I want to lean in here and just ask people not to build a platform around this, not to use this for spotlight sake not to demonize or um, anything around this situation, but to, to, to care. Um, if I may ask for anything, I just ask that you just uh, empathize with the family as they are going through um, tough times that um, you know many of us don't know of. And so, you know, I would just just use a word of caution uh, or just ask that we we be cautioned in this moment uh, and mindful of the family and what they're going through, um, you know. Uh, and so when, when, when I talk about this idea of beauty amid the ashes, it's, it's this idea that I want to say, or this idea that I want to push into, that during this time, I want I want to urge us to find this, find the beauty in the midst amid uh, the chaos right now. Um, the chaos of the political scene, the chaos of the situation as the investigation continues, uh, the chaos from the frustration. One, one thing I think about this particular situation, particularly in Philly, it's this kind of pulled back the covers on an ongoing narrative um, that has plagued even the city of Philadelphia for so long. And so while we were not shocked by what happened, we realized this is something that's been, um, this has been an ongoing issue. It's been an ongoing issue, not just in, in the city of Philadelphia, but in many uh, cities that make up a lot of black and, black and brown people um, in this country. And, and so while I know many are talking the details and, and get caught up in the details, I'm one to always say, and I stand by it, is it's the details don't matter um you know i think anybody can look at this video can look at what happened here and say that ought not happened um you know on on so many grounds and I, I don't i'm gonna say it this way i don't care um you know what led up to that how they got there i i just believe firmly that um we have real um our police are trained better than that in this country um, to again as I always say this and I don't mean it jokingly but this is real seriousness when you think of it that we can find a way to the moon and back yet we cannot find a way to apprehend a black male a black man or a black life without killing them 
Um, and, and so I don't want to lean into that too much. I do want to, again, get back to this idea of I want to urge people to know one, it's okay not to be okay during this time. Uh, lamenting, grieving, all that is necessary um, and needed. And, and so I would say take time to do that. Don't feel like you need to rush out of that process. Um, and then second, find somebody to talk to. Uh, you know, therapy is good. Counseling is good during these times. Um, don't feel like you have to carry the weight of this alone. Um, and so I'm even encouraged even in, you know, what I'm seeing in Philly is just a lot of um, therapists and counselors stepping up and trying to really uh, help guide the community during these hard times. And and so, you know, I, I think some of that leads us to into to finding healing amid uh, some of the pain here. And so um, I'm, I'm doing it in my own life and, and I would encourage anybody to do it. It's, it's, there's a real trauma that comes out of these type of situations that is, I, I'm, I'm encouraged that as of late we have been discussing it, but, but what I'm afraid of, it's the trauma has been built over the years and decades. That, that I am concerned in one sense that we're just now having that conversation, you know, and, and so when you see the, the protest and the, the rioting and even looting, you know, I, I want you to understand that sometimes you can say, oh, that's just angry black people. Well, yes, in one sense, that is angry black and brown people, or as I like to often say, chocolate people, but it's also people that have, have, have endured a real trauma for so long have never really gotten help and that's not to condone or uh yeah that's not to condone what's being done uh, we don't advocate for looting or, or anything like that or rioting but what we will say um, before we're so quick to point the finger and say look at them and they shouldn't be doing that i want to say empathize with your brothers and sisters of different ethnicities uh, that are hurting and so let me stop here and pause and say um, and I should have started this way and so please forgive me I do want to honor and celebrate that this being um, uh, National uh, Native Heritage uh, Native American Her Native American Heritage Month and so I do want to uh, um, acknowledge that and, and give cr uh, space to that and, and um, let our Native brothers and sisters know that um, we love them, we care for them, and we celebrate uh, this season uh, with them. And so I, I forgive me for not starting there, but I, I do want to take a minute to just acknowledge them during this time. Um, but if I may get back to, to what, we, uh, what I was discussing, it's, you know, we have to realize the, the serious uh, mental implications that go on in situations like this. Um, even as I said, just even yesterday and watch, you know, uh, this video um, that's been released, um, you know, by the Philadelphia Police Department. I, I had to watch it in a sense. I had to watch it in pieces. Uh, it was hard to really sit through something like that and just view it and not feel something. My heart literally ached the entire time. Um, there was points I had parts I had to fast forward through just because it just hurt um, to, to see um, and hear what you heard, um, to hear an officer tell another officer to shoot him. Not just once, but we now know of 14 times. You know, to see mothers and family members yelling at 
crying out to police officers saying he's he's you know he has mental health issues and 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 begging them not to do what they were getting ready to do and we we now know did um and and so just to see that it's just something you think it it it, it makes you beg the question what's so united about these states that we live in what is so united about these states that we live in? If you cannot look here and see that there are some real disparities, some real systemic uh, issues uh, that have plagued this country for so long. Um, if you can't look and, and see that something's wrong here, I'm, I'm really concerned. And, and so, not that I wanna spend a lot of time there, but I wanna, um, I want to encourage my, my black and brown brothers and sisters, chocolate brothers and sisters, to find somebody to talk to, find some professionals to talk to, find some clergymen and clergywomen to talk to uh, during this season. Don't feel like you have to, to, to battle this season alone. I know it hurts. I'm hurting. Um, many of us are hurting when we look at this and when we constantly hear this ongoing narrative of another black life shot down in the streets. And so I want to encourage you, don't get, don't, one, don't feel, 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 feel need to get past this. Know that where you are is where you are. And, and as I often say, God is still at work. And then yet, find somebody to walk with you during this season. Don't try to bear the weight of this alone. Um, and, and this idea of beauty amid the ashes, that, that there's, there's light even at the end of this tunnel. That while justice may not ultimately be found on this side, that the idea of justice is, is God's idea. It's not our idea, um, you know? And so we want to push towards that end. You know, we want to push towards a real racial harmony, ethnic conciliation in this country. And we're going to fight to that end till God calls us home. But at the same time, it is okay to grieve during this moment. So as we often say, it is okay not to be okay. I've, I've reached out and talked to many friends and family and, and different people around this topic. And, and what I hear is this echoing of, we're not okay, I'm not okay, I'm not okay, I'm hurting, this hurts, and I'm tired, and I'm frustrated. And I'm saying, that's okay. All that is right and just. And, but, but but how we channel that out in this season matters. We want to, even in our frustrations and our real concerns, we want to take time to go. Um, we want to push forward, right? We want to push towards this idea of a better tomorrow. And we do that together. And there's seasons in this that, you know, I tell people this idea of a real racial harmony, trying to push towards that end. It, it's, a, it's an ongoing fight. Um, it's, this is not something you think about the idea of, of racism in this country. It's, it's not something that's going to be done in a way with tomorrow. More likely it's going to take, um, it's going to be a lifelong pursuit that we're in. And we have to stay committed to it. I realize it's going to be a hard day's work. Um, more, uh, if I may, it's going to be often more uncomfortable than it is than comfortable, but we have to understand something that the idea of racism is a learned thing. Um, it's, 
racism is learned. Um, and so just as something is learned, we, we, we're now going through this process of trying to unlearn that or, or teach people to unlearn that or, or dismantle that or deconstruct that idea. Um, and so we have to be patient with one another across the aisles when we sit down with brothers and sisters and friends who disagree with us, who don't understand, who don't know how to understand, uh, who don't know how to have the conversation around us, who don't care. We have to be patient. Um, and then, but at the same time, we call we call right, right and wrong, wrong. We don't, we don't shy away because a person's not ready. You know, we still call these things out. Even in this day, I think it's important that we, we put a lot of truth around this issue. Um, or not, well, you know, what I'm, what I'm most afraid of is that my kids' kids will one day be having this conversation if we don't step in and do the hard work right now. And, and so we have to stay in for the long fight. We cannot get silent. We cannot get, and I know there's moments of being tired. But these, this, as I often talk about, this I believe is a pivotal moment in our history uh, to speak uh, into this issue. I think, I think God in His unique providence has has, has highlighted this issue, if you will, uh, during this pandemic for a reason. Um, you know, as as in a way, I would I would contend to to really dig deep here. And this hurts. I'm not, it hurts on so many grounds. But but I'm reminded, you know, as I see small progressions, um, that it is all the more vital that we continue this conversation, that we continue our fight. This, that that you know, as many have already voted, we. I just want to thank you for that. Um, you know, who went out and exercised that right to vote that many of our ancestors have fought for, especially particularly in the black and brown communities. Um, I think in a lot of cities, um, we heard of record-breaking numbers from the black and brown communities um, and coming out on vote. And so, but at the same time, I want to lean in and say, we also been discouraged to see that the numbers shown that the male, uh, males by and large on both sides, um, White and black males, um, particularly um, the most more polarized, um, have not voted or didn't show up in great number in voting. And so, and 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 some of that I understand because you know when you look at the issues today, um, there was not even from a lot of the people running for different offices. One thing I was discouraged and was just not a lot of uh, talk or. or, or ideas painted around what we're going to do in the male spaces to, to, to speak to a lot of issues pertaining to males in this country. And so not to say that I, I, I encourage that or condone that, but, but I understand why some of the uh, the numbers were down on male voting. Uh, but, but that's something we want to progress in and do better in, in the future. And so we need to not forget our men especially in our black and brown communities. Many of them are hurting and don't know how to grieve or how to talk about these issues, issues that's been so suppressed through years and even decades, I would argue, in some of our lives. And and so women, I would ask you, you know, uh, especially our chocolate women, to, to be patient with the male, the men in your life uh, around you um, as, as we're, we're even navigating a space that's often hard 
um, that we don't know how to um, to really process. Um, and that's why I encourage therapy. I want I want to I want to say this, if I may. This idea of therapy that meaning something's wrong with you. I, I want to dismantle that idea. Um, that anybody in their in the right mind, in their in the right sense, um, is going to have some type of advisory board or advisory team or something around or somebody that they look to and can confide in. It is important to find somebody to talk to during these seasons. Do not, I want to encourage you, do not try to weather the season alone. It is It is too hard. Um, these days that we live in are immensely hard. And, and we do ourselves a, a we're, we are made for relationship on, on all grounds, whether that's family relationship, fringe, close friendships, work relationships, uh, just associate relationships, whatever way you want to frame that out, we are as, as, as human beings, we are made for relationship. We thrive well, we thrive best in relationship uh, to one another. And, and, and relationships has, gives us a way to have people walk in our life with us and through some of the harder spaces of life that, that we need each other. When, you know, and so we can get in a country that's so divided. It is important that we find men and women that we can trust and confide in and speak to. Not saying that we have the right answers, but just to let, just to know that somebody cares um, about what you're going through. It, it really matters. Um, sometimes I think the best advice I've received is not so much somebody talking at me or giving me a response to what I'm saying, but just to know that I had a listening ear. I've, I've walked away more um, settled and more calm in my spirit when I just knew that I just had a friend. I just had somebody mentor, somebody who was just say, you know, I'm here if you need to talk. I didn't really, really try to offer uh, an answer or anything like that, but just was there. And so please find somebody, you know, um, in your space um, which you live and that you can you can talk to don't don't try to weather this alone and and I know I would even push past get past the phone call if you can go and I know you know we can do this in ways of social distancing uh, the pandemic is still real but even if you can get to the point where you go and see the person face to face I would even encourage some of that and and, and again like that's within the guidelines of practicing social distancing, wear your mask, keep some space between you and the individual, you know, but if you can meet for coffee, if you can meet for dinner, if you can go for a walk, uh, exercise together, you know, whatever you can do to, to, to find somebody to confide in. And so it's important that we check in on each other during the season. That's particularly, you know, I'm, I'm highlighting here, particularly in black and brown communities um, around a lot of the issues uh, that we face and continue to face. And so, you know, we know one thing, sad to say, Walter Wallace's case is not, um, it's not new. This is, a, this is a very ongoing narrative. And that's why we have to really um, deal with the, the trauma, the, what we call a, a type of racial trauma that exists um, from, from these situations. And so, you know, we want to, to create a space or help create or cultivate a space where people can come to and talk about these issues and be heard and not so many, not so much, um, not so much, uh, have, you know, um, 
they said being talked to or being talked at, but just listen to. Sometimes we just need to listen to our, 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 our brothers and sisters that hurt. That's that's the idea of empathizing is just leaning in and understanding and saying, hey, you know, I may not have an answer, but I can, but I can listen. I can, I can uh, try to lean into, you know, and and that's what I think. What I found most comforting was when brothers and sisters, especially of other ethnicities, but even within my own. This, uh, black community um, have just empathized and leaned in and just said, you know what, I get it. You know, I understand where you're coming from. And whether that's them praying with me, them just sitting with me and crying, them just sitting with me and just frustration, them sitting with me and jerk, and, and find different ways to to lament and grieve. You know, for me, I'm a as a writer, journaling comes easy for me. And so that's my outlet. That's one of my ways to just channel my thoughts at best. And sometimes, most, not sometimes, often these are not public. You know, um, my, my journaling is not public. It's not something I go forth and share with the world. This is just my internal feelings. Don't feel a need to process. Don't feel a need to filter it, but just to get it out. And so for you, that may be the working out, that may be listening through music, that may be doing something recreational, uh, that may be cleaning your, you know, cleaning or whatever, you know, uh, that may be meditations, that may be praying, whatever that is, I would, I would argue or contend to find that during this season, um, you know, find that whatever that is for you. You know, and so it's this, it's going back to this idea, find the beauty amid the ashes, right? Find the beauty, not, not to say that we're glossing over what's going on right now uh, in this country, but, but it's to say that, you know, yes, there's real ashes on the ground, but even in the ashes, you know, we're, we're, I want to contend that there's, there's beauty found even in that. Right. If you can use, if, 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 as the scriptures remind us, that God will cause all things to work together for our good, and if that if that remains true, then there's beauty even amid the ashes of life that we face. And so, when we think about uh, Walter Wallace and what's going on there in Philadelphia and just many other uh, black and brown cities in this country, we can we can find hope in saying, hey, that yes, you know, we can still push towards um, a better tomorrow and, and what that may look like and, and uh, because because we know that uh, you know I, I, I'm reminded that it's it's you know right before light shines it's, it's, it's right at its darkest moment right so just before the, the setting or the rising of the sun it's the, the, the morning's at its darkest point. You know, so even in this amid the darkness that we find ourselves, we can say, man, there's 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 light on the other side of this thing, right? You know, and so um, just find whatever that is, fishing, uh, being out on the water, going to the beach, um, you know, reading, writing, jogging, exercising, just try to find beauty, find somebody to talk to during the season. Again, don't weather the storm alone. I know that there's brothers and sisters out there that, that want to help during these times. Um, and then know that you're not alone, especially particularly in our more uh, marginalized, defranchised communities um, where we're often felt uh, neglected and, and relegated to ourselves. But, but, but we want to push and say, you know, even in this idea of a pandemic, we're scattered, but we're still together, right? 
right? You know, we're still there for one another. We can pick up a phone, we can FaceTime, we can Zoom, we can do whatever it takes to, to let you know that you're not alone in this season. And, and that it's okay, again, as I said earlier and throughout this, this session, it is okay not to be okay. Don't feel the need to rush past that. Grieve the way you need to grieve. Lament as long as you know you need to lament. And know that you're, you're okay in that. You have a right to do that. Don't try to suppress your feelings. Don't, don't try to normalize some of this. What I love about this pandemic, it, it puts us in a space where we no longer can normalize what we once deemed normal. See, see what, what, what concerns me is that we live so long in a space that the killing of black and brown people in this country was at one point very normal. So when you hear about this in places like Philly, in places like Chicago and, 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 and some of our uh, larger black cities, we, we normalized it. See, stuff like this in Chicago is so normal, it's not breaking news anymore. That all concerned every last one of us. Not just black and brown people, but, but every person, every life, every person breathing breath, uh, you know, um, every life on this planet. That, sh- that should concern every, every, every one of us. That's not normal. And so... Um, in closing, I just want to say, again, find beauty amid the ashes of life. Um, know that we, we stand with you, we want to walk, but you know that there's real help out there in your communities, um, you know, uh, and that we're here. You know, it's okay not to be okay. Um, as we continue to give light and pay our respects to uh, Walter Wallace and his family during this time, I just ask you again, as I did at the beginning, let's not use this for our own platforms and, and, and um, talking points. Let's be mindful again, as I said earlier, that there's a mother without a son right now. There's a, there's a sister without her brother. There's an aunt without her nephew. There's a wife without her husband. There's a daughter without her father right now. Um, the the, the uh, Walter Wallace's family is hurting. So let's not use this video that's, that's now going viral. Let's not use this video to, to build platforms, to make ourselves famous, to get the spotlight on us, to ostracize him, to demean him, to degrade him. His life matters because it matters to God. And so I don't, we, don't, we don't care about the details. We care about there was a life cut short here that a failed system did not protect and serve as it ought to. Right, and so that's what that's what we need to focus on. Not not who Walter Wallace was and why he did this and did that. That that doesn't matter. None of that matters. What matters is that a life was cut short, and that all concerned every human being on this planet. Doesn't matter what your what your color is, your nationality, doesn't matter what your p- political affiliation is, none of that matters. What matters is that this life matters and there's a family grieving right now. And I'm saying put your, put all that other nonsense to the side for a second and and, and empathize and, and just imagine that that many black mothers in this country fear every day that that, that, that can be their son. That can be their daughter. That can be them. And so when we say Black Lives Matter, as I always say, it's not about a movement, it's not about an agenda, it is about black lives that we're seeing cut short daily in this country. And so, 
just wanted to leave you with that. I hope you find peace and rest as this election, um, I, I guess we will soon learn um, some at some point uh, soon uh, of the results. And I would just say, you know, um, even in that, it's okay not to be okay. You know, um, whatever happens, um, I don't want to, I want to be mindful. I want us to all be mindful. Let's not put a bunch of religious jargon around this stuff that often has no um, no feeling to it, right? We just say the right things, but yet our hearts feel opposite of what we're saying. So be careful what we say to people during this time, you know, especially when we understand that there's real concerns on both sides about how this plays out. Um, so be cautious in your words. Sometimes the best thing to do is maybe in this space, remain silent if you don't have nothing nice to say. It's an old adage and an old rule, but it, but it but it has so much weight to it, you know. Uh, we don't we don't have to agree, but we all love one another. I always, I always say we cannot legislate legislate love. We cannot. That that is a heart issue that we need to to, to address within our own selves and our, within our own hearts. And so, um, I love you guys. Uh, continue to have the conversation uh, around racial harmony and ethnic conciliation, uh, continue to do the hard work, roll up your sleeves, get involved. Um, the work's not done because we have voted. No, I, I would actually say we're just getting started. <laughs> we're just getting started. Now is where we hold whoever steps into office on local levels, on federal levels, on whatever level, national levels, excuse me. And this is where we hold them accountable and, and join in the plow. It is easy to sit as a spectator and complain and, and say, this is wrong, this is wrong, and we're not doing anything. This is the moment to step in, to get involved, to roll up your sleeve, put your boots on, and get involved. And so, again, find beauty in the ashes. Know that we love you, we care, and as we always push, you know, um, make yourself aware, aware of what's going on. Uh, build positive meaningful relationships with people who look different from you, who voted different from you, who sees life different from you, and, and stay committed to the end. Um, and know that this is, we're in it for the long haul. This is not a, this is not a, this is not a um, sprint more as it is, this is a journey, you know. Um, this is a marathon, excuse me, um, that we're in. And so we, we, we need you to be in it for the long haul. I know that every voice matters in this. Everybody's needed. The more we are uh, united in this front together, uh, the, the better hopes for a better tomorrow that we have. Um, and so uh, I love you guys. And until next time, uh, stay safe.